Hey, and welcome to Not So Linear, a podcast that's here to help normalize conversation around grief and help you feel less alone in your own journey. I'm your host, Tamsin, and each week I'll be interviewing some amazingly strong people who share their own stories on how they've navigated life after loss. But don't worry, we'll talk plenty about finding happiness, what inspires us and helps us to grow. And whilst none of our journeys are so linear, what we do know is that it's better to get through it together. In today's episode, I talk with Beth French, who is founder and director of the Let's Talk About Lost charity based in the UK. Beth lost her mum when she was only 20 years old and found her grief journey to be both isolating and confusing. She didn't want other young people to go through the same experience. And Let's Talk About Loss now helps hundreds of 18 to 35 year olds with bereavement support. And she's also been a big help to me in setting up my own network here in Sydney. Beth shares with me her own experience with losing her mum and what helps her to cope in those days where she still finds it difficult. We also laugh about how horrendously bad bereavement cards are and some of the weird and wonderful things people have said to her over the years. So it's nice to finally meet you because I guess me and you have mainly spoken over Instagram. Yeah, which is so weird, isn't it? When you feel like you know someone really well, then you've like never met them in real life. (laughs) Crazy. What I also find quite interesting is I came across Let's Talk About Loss when I'd actually moved over to Sydney. Yeah. And it's great that you can be in Sydney and still finding it a useful resource like that's really encouraging for me I mean it's pretty exciting it's just little old me I thought it'd be helpful if you could tell us a little bit about yourself so people know who you are and what you do yeah of course so I'm Beth I (laughs) lost my mum in 2015 so this year will be six years um since she died and I at that time I guess I just felt really isolated and I did have loads of people around me who were really supportive. But what I didn't have were people who were my peers, you know, like friends who had experienced grief. You know, most people were either family members or like much older than me. And so I just really wanted some friends who had experienced grief. So I was like, right, I'm just going to go out and force people to be my grief friends. They don't have a choice. I'm just going (laughs) to make them be my friend. And that's why I started Let's Talk About Loss. I think for me, the real intention was just to make grief less isolating and of something that you could just talk about in a very natural setting. I've gone to counselling before, I've seen my doctor, so I've had like the professional support for my grief. But what I really wanted was just to be able to like bring it up when I was down the pub having a drink with some friends and it not yeah. like totally end the conversation. <laughs> when um, people look at you and stare and go, oh God, what shall I say next kind of thing. Exactly. And people just panic and they're like, oh no, she's talking about her dead mom. Let's move on quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and they all leave the table. Yeah, exactly. So it was, it's really nice for me, you know, just to have like, created this network so that people can come along to a meetup, have a drink, whatever we're doing, go for a walk and just be able to know that it's a really safe space so that if they do bring up someone that they've lost, 
everyone will be really supportive and be nodding along and be excited to have that conversation yeah rather than dreading it and trying to avoid it that's what I've learned actually from hosting these meetups here I just wanted to feel like I could be heard and tell my story and for people to then say that's exactly how I felt too and you can't go through them with your friends who have never experienced their mum dying at like a really young age but by then meeting these other people it just really brings a, a different sense of support. Yeah definitely and I think it's so important isn't it that we feel heard in our grief and that we feel like people get it and we're not just like shouting into a void because isolation <laughs> is so hard people's mental health and it's so important that you have that community and so I'm yeah I'm really passionate about people talking really openly but I also understand that if you haven't experienced grief that's a really hard conversation to have so actually to get people to meet with you know people who have experienced it and therefore you know are much more likely to know what to say and to find the conversation less overwhelming that's actually like a win-win for everyone when your mum first passed away how did you feel at the time did you feel that people avoided the conversation and didn't come to approach you to ask you how you were I think some people were really excellent and it was certainly true that in the first few months after mum died my friends made such a great effort to reach out to me to see how I was doing but I suppose that at that time I would say that really I was in shock and I didn't really know how to talk about it what to say it was a really confusing time and so I really appreciated them reaching out but I feel that immediate aftermath your brain's just trying to process even what's happened and so once I actually started grieving I would say was probably a year a year and a half into like my grief and and so by that point people talked about it less with me people brought it up less and that's not to say that they were terrible people or anything it's just life does move on and other people's worlds are not so impacted obviously by your loss obviously in your own life it's a huge huge thing But for other people, it is a really big thing and things become something in the past. And so I felt that the support wasn't there as much when I felt I really needed it. And that's a big misconception with grief is that the first few months are the hardest because, yes, in some ways they're really, really hard. But actually, sometimes it can be much later that we really experience the most pain And that's when we've got less people aware of the pain and sort of there to help us. That happened to me with my mum. She passed away when I was 18, but she'd had a couple of years of mental health issues. So I didn't live with her, basically didn't have a relationship with her for the last couple of years. So when she died, it didn't actually make much difference to my life, as horrible as that sounds. And it wasn't until I became in my mid-20s when I had a lot more time to like really think about these things and realise that I needed to process it. There wasn't a mum there in my life to go through some of these major milestones that I really started to feel the isolation. So we do also need to have more people aware that grief 
of course, is a journey and it's not something that we can just overcome in the first couple of months. It can take years for us to actually get to that point that we're ready to talk about it and need the help. Yeah. And people contact me all the time and say, oh, I'm I'm not sure if I can come along to a group because I've been bereaved like 10 years. And I'm like, what? (laughs) That's still like no time at all. That person is gone from your life in a sort of like physical sense. And so, of course, 10 years later, you're still going to really miss them and find that really hard. And I'm really passionate about removing that idea from society that after a year, you like put your smile back on your face and then you're fine and you just go back out into, into your normal life because that's just not the case at all. The most supportive friends for me have been the ones that still six years on text me or send me a card or whatever like on the anniversary or on tough days or just who understands that I'm very much still in a really painful part of my grief and I still need kind words you know and and their support as much as I did on the first day after she died. Apart from meeting the members of Let's Talk About Loss what else would you say has helped you on your own grief journey? Yeah, I mean, for me, the peer support that Let's Talk About Loss offers has really helped. But I have to say as well that I have been in counselling on and off for my whole grief journey. I recently just started seeing a counsellor again, and I just find it so helpful. I'm a talker, and I I love <laughs> like talking about my grief and being very sort of honest and real about it. But I'm aware that that's a tough conversation. And my husband is really supportive, but he doesn't want to just be talking about my dead mum all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But you happily would. I'm like, let's talk about her constantly. So for me, counselling has been really helpful. Really recommend therapy as just a way to have those conversations that actually are quite scary for other people around us to have. And in that, it's a really safe space for you to just explore lots of different parts of grief and maybe some emotions that actually you think, I'm not even sure if I should have this, like anger or or guilt or, or shame or, you know, any of those sort of emotions that are really normal, but probably don't want to tell everyone <laughs> about. Counseling has just been a really helpful way for me to just sort of like get it all out and not just have it all cooped up in my own brain. Exactly, because when you have it all cooped up, that's when you can really get yourself into a place that's not very healthy because you really don't know how to process it. I also found that going to a counsellor or seeing a therapist really helped me understand why I felt or maybe acted the way I did. And it really helps you to take that surface layer off it and really see how it's actually impacted me and how can I then be kinder to myself to help really work through those issues. Yeah, that's so important. Being kind to ourselves is, for some reason, something we all find really, really hard. And it's so helpful to just understand who you are and how your brain works. And as soon as you realise that, you're like, oh, actually, I'm not like a weirdo or I'm not. I'm just (laughs) me. And, you know, this is just how my brain functions. And I'm doing really well. (laughs) 
there was one thing that I saw on the Talk About Loss website, which really resonated with me. And you wrote, when it happened, you didn't want to talk to your siblings about your mum in case you upset them. But they were really the only ones who truly could understand your pain because they were the closest to that grief, that specific journey. How has that progressed now? Are you still very much like that? Or have you become much more open with them now? Yeah, it was really hard at first because in the sort of immediate few days and weeks after mum died, my family and I were all like living together in the family home. And so we were spending just a lot of time literally just sat with each other and and talking to Mm. each other. What I found was I just kept avoiding the painful conversations because I just thought, oh my gosh, what if they're having five minutes where they're just not really sad and then I say something and they're just like it just makes them really sad and I just felt like so guilty almost putting my sadness onto them and I think something that we all learn if we have siblings is actually that we all grieve very differently so even though my siblings and I have had a very similar upbringing we have the same parents we'd all lost the same woman who was our mother but grieved really differently and so I would say I'm the most emotional crying a lot more and wanting to talk about it a lot more and so I always felt really guilty when I sort of brought it up and my I felt that my siblings didn't want to talk about it but what I had to learn was just that they grieve quite differently. Points in, in our journey that I've found easier, my siblings have found harder. And things that they've thought, oh, this is okay, I've been like finding it really tough. And so now I'm really, I'm able to talk to them much, much easier because we've figured out ways to talk to each other about mum and ways to grieve together that work for all of us. I found that with my siblings, we definitely didn't talk about it for like the first few years, but now we've become a lot more open. And I think me moving to Sydney and being away from them has in a way helped us to do that. And they both started seeing a therapist as I moved, but it took us that length of time to really feel ready to do it. Yeah, the power of therapy. (laughs) I think we don't need to put pressure on ourselves to have that all figured out like in year one, do we? Because actually, you know, yes, for you, it's been 10 years, but actually that's still really recent. I don't think of that as like a long term grief because actually you're still really young yourself. I find that it just comes in waves. It can just creep up on you and you don't even know. Yeah, basically, that's my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas as well, I always find weird. Yeah. I feel a bit sad and I want to be by myself. Yeah, I think holidays and anniversaries and just generally any day that's like a little bit special, I'm always a little (laughs) bit more sad. And I definitely think of my grief like the sea, the waves and with, you know, times where the sea is both such a joyful place, but also such a terrifying Mm -hmm. place. Like it has such power. We associate... (laughs) exactly well not so much in Bristol for sure in Sydney that's a rip but yeah like I think we need to accept that that is grief I love that idea that it's not linear at all for me it feels like a roller coaster I don't love roller coasters but when I'm on one 
I'm like both simultaneously loving it and hating it at the same time. <laughs> There's some bits where you're like, that was amazing. And then your bits like, get me off this roller coaster right now. It's terrible. I feel like that is what grief is like. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're really new to grief, sorry to tell you this, but <laughs> there are certain <laughs> bad days and good days. But I think what we think when we're first bereaved it just feels like there'll only ever be bad days and you just can't imagine ever having a day where you're like happy or you you laugh or you know anything like that you just can't imagine it so it's really encouraging that those days do come but also you're never going to be the same person after a loss and you're always going to have days that are really painful and actually part of me feels that that's important because you know, you don't want to forget the person that you've lost. It would be weird for me if I was never sad about my mum. It's just finding the right balance. You know, you just mentioned how your loss can change you. Do you think that it's changed you in a positive way? That's such a good question. I think <laughs> it's, it's definitely changed me. I remember even just before my mum died you sort of feel I don't know like a little bit invincible I think until you've experienced a loss you don't have that reality of actually things can go really wrong sometimes you know life can can throw you something that's just awful and I think you know people with the pandemic this year have learned that as well you know that yeah. Things can change and things can suddenly be sort of taken away from you. And the future that you thought you had isn't necessarily, isn't necessarily guaranteed. But I think it has changed me in a positive way. It's so hard, isn't it? Because I adore doing Let's Talk About Loss, being able to support other people who are grieving, even just like making new connections, like meeting you and being on this. Yeah. None of that would have happened if my mum hadn't died. But then obviously, I you don't like, want your mum to be I do, yeah. <laughs> like, Obviously, I would give it all up to have my mum back. Yeah. But the reality is that can't happen. So actually, I've just tried to make the best of it and there have been some really lovely positive joyful things that have come out of my grief and I think it's made me just way more compassionate and kind to myself and to others. You go through something as hard as what you've gone through losing a mum at a young age it really does make you realise the importance of being there for other people. Yeah, and I think it's really key as well that if you're bereaved at a young age, you, at that time, like a lot of people around you haven't experienced the same things as you. So you're almost a bit of a trailblazer and you become the person that others sort of reach out to. I get so many messages from friends saying, oh, someone I know has just been bereaved. What on earth do I do? What do I say to them? How do I talk to them? And actually, like, it's a real privilege to be able to use my experience exactly to help others and to sort of be there to provide that support. Obviously, I wish I, I, wish I didn't have to do it. But because, yeah. you know, because I have had that experience and others around me haven't it's a real privilege you know to be able to to help others and and like be that person that people can talk to um it's yeah. really good 
it's great because it's made your friends more open about it too. So you've probably educated them a lot so that when they have to find themselves in that position, they yes, they come to you now, but then in future, they're not going to need to because they feel a lot more confident talking about such a taboo subject. Yeah, exactly. Like my husband, he is an expert in grief now because (laughs) I'm just always talking about it. That's really nice for me because I know that my friends did a really good job supporting me, but I know that there's ways that they could have felt more comfortable, more confident. And so I'm really glad that by being open about my own experiences and challenges, it means that they'll be able to be even better friends to to other friends that they have that might be bereaved. I also really love on your website that you've done those bereavement cards. The one thing I hate is when you go to the shop to go and buy a sympathy card and they look like they're something so morbid and you just, I didn't want to give that to my friend or to someone in my family. But your ones are a lot more modern. Oh. <laughs> when when mum died, like we received so many cards. You know when like you just don't have anywhere to even put the cards anymore? So there'd be like cards like in the toilet and like, you know, just like loads of places, like any surface that was empty, there'd be like a sympathy card. And I found that quite overwhelming. (laughs) And the other thing was I just kept looking at them and loads of them were like, I'd say most of them were, yeah, they were either flowers that were like wilting or dying. And I was like, <laughs> well, that's not a helpful image. No. Or they were like, you know, like a really sort of like cute, lame, sort of like teddy bear with a heart or like, I don't know, like little lamb or like something that you're like, this is weird. And then the other thing was a lot of them were quite grey or quite dark in colour. And I was like, who is designing these? These are not helpful. <laughs> yeah. I am very aware that my mum has died. I don't need... You're making it worse. Little, yeah, I don't need loads of little teddy bears with tears around me, reminding me that that has happened. So yeah, like a couple of years ago, I was chatting to a friend who's an amazing illustrator. And I said, I just feel like there's this real niche market for sympathy cards that just don't suck (laughs) that are just nice and so we try and use a lot of bold colors we try and use minimal wording so that people you know can really just write their own message try and get it really personal to that person and then also inside each card we have a little sheet of paper with some top tips for writing a card because that was the other thing I felt was that people just had no idea what to say in a bereavement card one of the cards we got literally just said chin up and I just thought oh my gosh just don't send a card like if you don't know what to say just don't send one So now I just try and like help people get away from that awkwardness by just having a few little things like, you know, oh, just write that, you know, maybe a personal memory that you have of that person. Or, you know, you can just say, I'm really sorry, but I hope that those, yeah, that those are really helpful for people. Um, And it's really nice now to know that there's an alternative, those sort of lame cuddly bears and flowers on yeah exactly (laughs) 
But you know, since I've seen those cards, I, I saw them on your website a good few months ago now. When I go to shops, I often go and look at the sympathy cards to see what they're like. And every time I go, they genuinely are like that. So you've definitely found a niche and I love it. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. <laughs> I hope that they'll be stocked in Sydney shops very soon. <laughs> I'll try and get them in for you. I'll try. <laughs> So just before we wrap up then, is there any other advice that you want to give to people who are listening to this podcast, whether they're at the very early days or 20 years into their grief journey? Is there anything else we haven't covered that you really kind of want to talk through? I guess the only thing that I would say, because I listen to a lot of podcasts, you know, about grief, about mental health. And I think listening to a podcast like this is so, so helpful. Um, so I was so glad that you invited me on mm-hmm. it. But what I would say is that when we listen to podcasts like this, sometimes we can feel that, oh, that, you know, that person is coping with this so much better than me. Or, you know, oh, like she sounds so articulate and like she's really got everything figured out and I don't have that. And I guess what I just want to say is that, you know, just because I'm like chatting on this podcast does not mean (laughs) that I have everything organized and together in my life. My grief is still really, really painful and raw some days. And I think don't feel overwhelmed if you're listening to this and feeling that you're in a different place in your grief, because actually it is that it is waves for everyone. And so, you know, today's a good day for me this podcast would have sounded very different if it had been a bad day for me. (laughs) I think it's just so important to remember and not to compare our grief to like anyone else's or to think, oh, you know, they're grieving better than me because everyone's grief is so unique and it's a completely individual journey. And so however you're feeling when you're listening to this, you are doing great. Thank you so much for listening to the Not So Linear podcast. If you want to catch our next episode, make sure you subscribe on either iTunes or Spotify. And if you're based here in Sydney and you would love to attend our meetup groups, check out our Instagram and Facebook pages, which are detailed in the show notes below. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.